Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. I think we have reached... Um quite a moment in the history of the Buffalo Plus podcast where Dan not only admitted that he was wrong, but Dan mentioned Terrell Bernard without taking credit for him. This is the Buffalo Plus Podcast, brought to you by Connors and Ferris. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel, presented by Connors and Ferris. He is not Jenna Cottrell. I'm I not. am not Jenna Cottrell. I'm Mike Catalana. He is Dan Fates. <laughs> Jenna getting a, can we say, princess day off? No, she deserves a holiday veteran rest day. She's still trying to, her mind is still on a pretzel from trap game or look oh, ahead yes. spot. Well, we'll have our own trap game look ahead game discussion yeah. about that please make sure to like comment and subscribe we appreciate all the people responding as uh, the bills have been rolling along all right we're going to get to talking about the chargers because <laughs> it's an nfl game and we've seen enough of this so don't dismiss anybody uh we're going to talk about playoff scenarios but just like sean mcdermott has said a couple of weeks ago we start from within we start with this bill self-scouting team. a couple of weeks ago you know, they were lost, couldn't figure out what to do in tight games, threw the game away in Philly, and now they are the darling of the national media. It's funny how things change. And I think it started too, Mike. It even goes back to when we were, um, the first time we talked about, like, this team just may be who this team is. And that was after the Denver loss, where we kind of were like, yeah, there's not a playoff team. Like, this is just kind of who they are. Um, they bounced back after the firing of Ken Dorsey. They beat the Jets. Then they go play well in Philly. Like, I know we, we that seemed to be like, there are no moral victories, but that still seemed to be like a okay loss. It puts it in line with what we talked about at the time, the Tampa loss in overtime where they made some mistakes. Yeah. That was a comeback game, but the idea of like finding something in a loss. Yeah. Right? That and was, they did. And they did. And now they just seem to be rolling, again, coming off two massive, emotional, must-have wins. I was laughing at the Chiefs game and the way some people responded to, well, they got lucky and this and the other. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. Win the game and yeah. move on. Because your next game was the one you pin at the top of your uh, Twitter reel. Yeah. right? It's the one that you say... Oh my God, the Cowboys game was great. So it doesn't matter how you won the Chiefs game. It doesn't matter. So you get the win, then you blow out the Cowboys. Now you feel like you are on a roll. Yeah, and now I feel like 
the bandwagon is filled back up. Yeah. It's awfully funny how that works. Yeah. This is what we always say about the national people. Look, we have our own opinions. And some of you think we were too negative at different times of the year. We see them all the time. These other guys, they swoop in, they swoop out, they come in, they make their big proclamation. A few weeks ago, it was like, Josh Allen is a good quarterback. Well, thank you, yeah. Rich Eisen, Mike Greenberg, all the guys. Like, they're very talented, great careers, but like, do you think we just realized that Josh Allen is a good quarterback? Well, and it's the fact of like, people are like, well, you guys were so negative. Weren't you negative? <laughs> like, weren't, weren't you coming to this channel and coming to this? I, there were some people that are like, I love this podcast. I love this channel, but you guys are too negative. It's like, then find a different team. Like, yeah. at, at this point of the season, like, it was bad. And so to see them bounce back, and that was what I was kind of talking about after the game on Sunday. The way the sidelines felt being on there, they it was almost like a, we knew we had this in us. Like, we knew we had this type of performance in us. It just, we weren't doing it. That was what Latavius Murray said about the the um, the players' only offensive meeting. It was like, we feel like we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. They kind of shot themselves in the foot in Philly. They shot themselves in the foot in, several times in Denver. And now it just seems like this team is starting to not do that. And it's amazing how much they can win. They have an identity now. I, uh, you don't think they have an identity? I don't think it's a specific thing. I think their identity is they know what they want to do. Defensively, <laughs> they, are a, they are a well-coached defense. They are a well-coached defense. With all the injuries, guys step in and make plays for them. I know they failed in big spots yep. during the year. Okay. And I know there were some issues, but when you watch them now, you say to yourself, I have faith in that defense. It's hard to have faith in a lot of defenses around the NFL. You look around, you say, you know, the Chiefs is really good. The Jets has been good, but they they can't score. I look at it, I go, who do you love defensively? San Francisco's pretty good. Well, that and that's what I was just thinking about too. When Patrick Mahomes was driving in that second half, my XDMs are like, here he goes again. Here he goes again. This guy can't can't close out a game. He's Patrick freaking Mahomes. Yeah. Like, do you think that every time Tom Brady had a fourth quarter game winning drive, the fans and the other team are like, well, this just sucks. Like, there are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that are good, especially late in games when the pressure's on. Like, and so to sit there and say, well, like, he never gets the job done. He's proven that he can get the job done. That Sean McDermott, and again, I know it was crazy. I felt like when I said, despite all these injuries, I still think this defense can be a top 10 defense. There aren't many, there aren't very many defenses playing as well as the Bills are right now, especially. So what? Math here, 12 quarters. Right. I mean, I guess you can go back 16 quarters. They've probably played, you go back to the Jets game, they probably played 14 really good quarters. Yeah. The they, second they, two. And overtime, I guess, in Philly. Yeah. yeah that were the, that were bad for them. Um, and then, by the way, the Eagles just left whatever they had there, and they haven't picked it back up again. But in terms of when I say well-coached, I mean, you look at what they've had to do mm -hmm. and the changes they've had to make. And, you know, I mean, they played that Dallas game. And, and the offense, and we'll talk about the offense, the offense was phenomenal yeah. for what they were doing, yep. right? When you can keep, keep – Josh Allen as a a bit of a game manager bystander the rare time and just destroy a team and give that offensive line confidence is one thing but the defense may have played better than the offense yeah especially in against the best offense in the NFL
Yeah. Like, like it was one thing I was like, oh, hey, like it was great. You know, you shut out Patrick Mahomes in, in those final two drives and you needed to do that. I still went in there confident going into that Chiefs game because I thought the Chiefs offense stunk. Yeah. Like I was very worried about what the Cowboys offense could do yeah. against this Bills defense that we said. No Trey White, no Matt Milano, no Daquan Jones, no Micah Hyde. Uh, and then you're also missing Jordan Phillips at the end of the game. No AJ Epinesa. Yeah, like, yeah. like all of those things. And Sean McDermott was so good at confusing Dak and yeah. was able to put pressure selectively. And also, when the Bills defense plays well, I feel like I'm the first one to be like, hey, Sean McDermott's a great job. It's also guys winning individual battles. I think Jordan Phillips has had an okay year. I think he's been louder with his trash talk than his play actually has been, but he was phenomenal in that game. Like he was a difference maker in that game. So you also have to give a credit for when things go really well. And we say like, and again, Sean McDermott deserves credit for the game plan that he came up with. It's also players in the field making plays. A hundred percent. So when the defense well. sucks, we also can't say Sean McDermott stinks. It's also part of it is the context of understanding. Hey, by the way, the players failed. Yeah, the reason I said that that was so well coached was Dallas with all that talent. And look, again, my love for the Cowboys has been well documented, but this so is comical to hear people bury them like they can't do it. They had a lousy day. They've been playing really well. They had a lousy day. They're going to Miami. You're all Cowboys fans this week yeah. waiting for them to play against Miami. Look, they may lose that game too. I don't know. They're going to be in the playoffs it's just so much all the way, one way and the other. The reason I thought it was so good is I never, once they got up 21-3. Yeah, it was over. Game over. And that's not normally the case with an offense that can really score. Yep. But it never became a thing. And I thought the best testament to the way the defense played was Dallas keeping everybody in the game to get a touchdown against Tyler Matakevich and all the backups who never get to play. I thought that was kind of it was it was a version of pitiful like when Washington kicked the field goal that was getting what I felt. shut out that was what I felt like really fellas like yeah. this is what you take from that so I I just want to say for all the criticism I think that defense feels really really good about itself and that has to continue the the rest of the season I think they were a team and a, and a unit I think they were a unit that felt very disrespected <laughs> and even more. I know we make subtle jabs at the hit piece by by Ty Dunn, but I think it really galvanized that defense too. I think it I think Joe Brady has galvanized the offense. I think it has given them a boost. It has given them a, a level of confidence, and we can talk about that in a second. But I think the defense was like, he's still a really good guy. He's a really good coach. He's a really good coordinator too, on top of this. And I think for that, Tyrell Dotson has played unbelievable. And, and we haven't talked about that at all and it's it's partly because it's like well it's Tyrell Dotson like he's playing really well and, and Sean said he's elevated his game and that it's fun to see these are guys I think that have finally settled in they no longer feel out of place in spot starts in big moments in third downs I think they know what to expect because of what Sean McDermott has done and again Sean McDermott outside of a couple really Luke Keekley being an all-pro player he's kind of been a system guy more than an individual player guy yeah Players have thrived in his system, but Philly, I mean, you had Brian Dawkins. You you had some really good players there. Right. But it wasn't like it was like every single superstar was on that defense. Yeah, I don't think you felt that they were that way. Look, he can coach up players. He gets guys ready, and it doesn't always work. I'm just going to say 
There are things to get on Sean McDermott about. Yep. And even in this defense, at times when he took some chances and they got burned by it, however he has come around with coaching this defense, it is working now. They are playing much better, and I think you're going to see that over the last few weeks of the season. I want to make one more point. Yeah. We talked about how physical the offense was. I thought the defense was equally as physical and played with an angry edge. And no, nobody I felt more specifically played with that edge watching back the, the, the game because I filed the game from what I shot on the field. And then I go back and watch the TV because he missed so many things. Yeah. Like, we'll get to it in a second. I had no idea how much James Cook was motioning. Oh, yeah. So, like, from my vantage point, I'm just focused on Josh when the ball is snapped. And I go back and watch him like, holy, he's moving all over the place. Yeah. And th that was part of it. But just the fact of what I thought Terrell Bernard played with a nastiness. Yeah. And it was not only it was, was it tackles, it was a little bit of that getting up in their face. It was you're tackling them and then you're you're driving them in and then you're keeping them down for a little bit. I loved all of that as a middle linebacker. Again, where the Bills want to be this physical team and you have this Cowboys as this finesse team, the Dolphins, a finesse team. They were the nastier team in that game. When they lost to the Bengals in the playoffs last year, the Bengals were a physical, Fact. nasty team yep. in that game. That is the element Sean McDermott has been preaching, and it gets lost sometimes. And yep. I said to you guys, we've seen them win and look great. The perfect game against the Patriots, yep. that kind of game, right? Where, or any Dolphins game where they blow them out. Yeah. And it's usually Josh in magical Correct. plays and touchdowns all over, and they just run somebody. That was a, a, a they just beat the hell out of them. And they just kept it going. And it was both sides of the ball the whole time. So, look, that's that's an issue for the Cowboys because that that is one thing. They showed everybody, like... That's a blueprint game. Yeah. Run the ball on them, beat them up, and they shrink. Now, again, they still have plenty of chances to, to show they're different. Yeah. But the Bills aren't worried about them other than this week when they're rooting for them in yeah. the game. So, I like the physical aspect. McDermott preaches that all the time, and sometimes it got dismissed. They need it on offense. They need it on defense. The reason I say they can do it on, on what they did on offense is they're not going to run the ball that much. Maybe not again the rest of the season. I mean, they were just a running team in that game. Yeah. Because Dallas had no interest in stopping it, and the Bills were having a blast yeah. doing it. But you better believe the Chargers this week and the Patriots and the Dolphins and the, whoever this team plays in the playoffs has to absolutely respect the running game yeah. Not going to say first because it's Josh Allen. No, I hear you. But it's it's 1-1-A one, one with what they showed in this one. A physicality offensively at the line of scrimmage that dad was proud of. Dad McDermott. And it's what he was talking about even when your boy was there. It's what McDermott wanted out of them. He did. But he didn't have the horses to do it then. Yes, their offensive line is better. At least he wants elements of it. And that, and this is where I think the team now has come around to that. And give Brandon Bean credit, and you mentioned it before. His offensive line's offensive a lot line's better. Really Dion's playing lights out. Uh, the guards are way better. Yeah. Spencer Brown, you mentioned. We got on Spencer Brown a lot. He wasn't playing the right way. He was the weak link. Most improved. Most player that has exceeded expectations yeah. this year. It's either Spencer Brown or Terrell Bernard. Two players that have exponentially exceeded their, their expectations. And I, and I go back to it too. And the other one where, you know, I was joking around with Jenna yesterday. I go, you have to practice. I can be wrong. I can be wrong. It's very rare, but I can be wrong. 
I was skeptical of what Joe Brady could bring to this offense because I thought to some respects, I remember saying it, are you just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic? Like, this is what you have. You're not really going to change the roster. You're not going to all of a sudden implement some new offensive system. But what I appreciate what Joe Brady has done, and it's something that Dan Orlovsky talks about, like the difference between being a play caller and calling a game. And that was something we never saw with Ken Dorsey. And it was the ability to adapt and give Joe Brady credit because he put into perspective on Monday when we talked to him over Zoom, not trying to be the smartest guy in the room and, and understanding that, hey, look, I failed in Carolina and it didn't work out well. And maybe he went into Carolina with a game plan of like, this is the game plan we're going to do. And we're going to try and fit that square peg through a round hole, even if it doesn't work for four quarters. And what we saw was he threw the ball. They ran the ball 49 times. And that was not his idea. No. And not only that, the level of communication, because I also wanted Joe Brady to stay on the sidelines so that he could continue to have that communication in that relationship with Josh Allen that they seem to really have a strong one of. I remember asking, and I asked Josh this week, like, hey, like, when this is going on, I know your job is to just execute the plays that are called. Right. But you're Josh Allen. Like, you get to have a say in, in plays. And I was like, hey, do you want to, like, run the ball more when like that's working so well and he's like yeah at halftime I told him like I told him like let's keep running the ball well yeah I think it was at halftime just hey just keep keep going it and you know credit to our offensive assist assistant coaches on there too for like trying to keep Joe in a seat because you know um coordinators they, they want to throw the ball too don't don't get it twisted you want to be able to be balanced and and throw in some wrinkles and have the splash plays but again when something's working so well to to go away from it um it's very hard to do, and it's probably not the smart thing to do. So, again, kudos to him and our staff for just trusting the guys up front and trusting Jimbo and, and our run game and just continuing to attack it. You know, I don't think anybody envisioned being able to have that much success. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say I knew that going into the game, but I felt confident in the guys up front. I felt confident that we'd be able to run the football, and, um, you know, it wasn't broken, so why try to fix it? And, um, you know, I was proud of the way that the guys responded and kind of how they played, and, you know, they didn't blink. They were like, do it again. And uh, just seeing our receivers and our tight ends, you know, uh, even Josh, just uh, the way that they were playing, knowing that the pass game wasn't the emphasis. Uh, it was a lot of fun, to, a lot of fun to see. I think we have reached uh, quite a moment in the history of the Buffalo Plus podcast where Dan not only admitted that he was wrong, but Dan mentioned Terrell Bernard without taking credit for him. I mean, the list just... The list of things I've gotten right is is long, so I have to I have to add to those. No, I, I I agree with you on that. Now, look, this all plays into, as Sean McDermott likes to say, complimentary football. Yeah. They got that lead on the Cowboys, and the defense played so well yeah. they were never threatened. Yeah, and it began with that drive in the second half, twenty-one to three. Yep, and third and one. And I'm thinking, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm running the ball. I'm getting a first down. They needed to move down the field. They decide to throw. Play McDermott action. brings pressure. Yep. They get a sack, punt the ball. Bill's going an eight-minute drive, put it away. And so it's complimentary football. Now that, he goes on that blitz there. They don't get to Dak. Yep. He hits C.D. Lamb, and all of a sudden it's like, what's McDermott doing with the 21-3 yep. lead? These are the chances that you take. But the reason I say that is because that happened, Never questioned. They could just keep running it and running yeah. it. It's an element now. They're going to get back to passing. Yeah, and it's going to be this week. It's going to be this week. So let, let's move into the, talking about the Chargers. Stephon and I know, Diggs is going to have a massive Well, week. I know it's easy to dismiss a team, 
right? I always look like this is the Philly in me, the negativity in me, covering <laughs> Buffalo for 36 years. I always look as like, what could go wrong? Can we talk real quick? Your story of the Eagles Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots, your favorite when oh okay when they have the strip sack like when Mike talks about the Philly in him and always like expecting the worst to possibly yeah. happen. This story is just classic Mike, classic Philly, classic Catalan. Okay, so I'm watching the game with my whole family, and you know, so I'm down in Jersey, and the Eagles are beating the Patriots by five points, and. Brandon Graham comes up with one of the all-time plays in Eagles history, strips Brady. Yeah. Eagles recover. My whole family, nieces, nephews, my mom, everybody are going crazy. <laughs> and I'm running in the middle of the room like the guy in, you know, Animal House where he stops the track. And I'm going, hold on, hold on. There's still two minutes to go. There's still two minutes. They got to get points. There's still time. They got, And I'm just, I'm, I'm. Because I knew what was going to happen. They were going to call their stinking timeouts. Yeah. The Eagles had to score. Yep. And then it was still going to be a waiting Mary. out Brady. The, yeah. They got the field goal. They were up eight, which makes you feel better. And they still had to go through the Hail Mary. The Hail Mary. But until that moment. But yes, that I is want the kettle on. all of you to have one of those moments when the Bills are in the Super Bowl. And they've got the lead. And you're sitting there because I know all of you are going to be thinking the same thing. Like, what can go wrong because it's gone wrong before. But with this team, uh, the reason I bring you know all this up about the Chargers is the last time we saw the Chargers, I mean, the Raiders, it, it was it was as embarrassing of a performance by a team as you will ever see. Correct. And I don't think NFL players as a group quit. It's hard to, for them to quit. There are moments they make decisions. It's bad. Players always have a reason to play, but that was the case where they... Cowboys quit. Quit is a strong word. Like, they made a lot of business decisions. Yes, but I'm talking about where they gave up six touchdowns in the first half or seven, whatever yeah. it was, to the Raiders, yeah. who had been shut out the week before. Yeah. Basically, from the start, the Chargers were like, we're not playing for Brandon Staley. Yes. He's going to get fired. Yes. It, and it... I, you just don't see that where the team is so finished. Bef yeah. I mean, that early from the start of the yeah. game, you know, at home in a yeah. dome. So it's not like the Cowboys. Yeah, the on Cowboys the road. quit after the eight minute drive in the third quarter. They knew it was done. Like they knew Correct. they were done. And by the way, that's again, that's a team that can do something. This is a team that was finished. Yeah. The only thing from a, from a mindset thing that, concerns me in this game mm -hmm. is that they did fire him yep and so yep. sometimes it lightens up a team but i will say man they are missing an all-star group of players that, that is are not that is play the chargers way it's like justin herbert mike williams keenan allen's not gonna play like when we're recording this he hadn't practiced i don't know if he's gonna practice he ain't gonna play uh joey bosa's not gonna play yep uh, they lost Will Clapp, their center. Austin Eckler's playing. He's an angry guy. Yep. I was going to say an angry elf because yeah. I just watched Elf. He's yeah. a small guy, but yeah. he's like a big, small guy. Yeah. That's a terrible thing to say. Um, and Easton Stick is the quarterback. So North Dakota. State. Yes. Yeah. He's 28 years old. He, up until these two games, he had played one snap in the NFL. At yeah. 28 years old. That's impressive. 
Yeah. That's Chase Daniel kind of stuff. Yeah, Stay on the roster. Yeah. Hide. Don't play. Yeah. He's barely six foot one. He can move because he needs to. But from what I've seen in the couple of games, when he moves, nothing great is happening. No. He does try to get the ball out quickly. Like they'll do all that kind of stuff. But man, this team is just an absolute shell of what they were. Unless <laughs> former Bills defensive line coach don't remember a thing from him in Buffalo, Giff Smith gets him to play hard this week. It's a great interim head coach name. Yeah, because nobody wanted that interim job. You got three games yeah. with a mess of a team. What are you going to do? It's tough because it's three games too. Like this isn't just like the one. It's not like you have the one. It's not the, the, the was it Perry Fuel? Yes. Coach the one yes. game and the Bills didn't pick up a kickoff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the ball against was the kicked Jets. against the yeah, Jets and like, nobody eh, picked it up. Let's go home. Because we were done. Because you've always talked about it too. Like it is some real things. Like we've been around NFL locker rooms enough. We know players enough. Like there is the week 18. I don't want to get injured because I oh, don't yeah. want to be rehabbing. Because my wife vac- says we're going on I vacation. Think, yeah. So this and is I don't want to be limping got, around. Because yeah. you got three games. And I, I will say, I think the Bills win. They are double digit favorites. It, the line started at 13. I think it was that 13 and a half. I know it's down to like 11. I know a lot of people. See this as, we will get to in a second, a letdown spot. But I will say this. One, one thing I will say, Josh Allen and the Bills have been double-digit favorites 16 times. They have won 14 of those games. They are not usually a team that has these spots where they just completely lay an egg in a game where they are the superior, way better caliber team. So while I do think that this game could be a little bit uncomfortable at times just because of those circumstances, as a betting guy and as the things go on, I usually love betting on teams that have just been embarrassed. That is what the Chargers were. You think? They were embarrassed. The Broncos came back and won after they gave up 70 points the following week Yeah, to Miami. Like, there are teams that, like I said, if you have any pride, if you have any gumption and love for the game and, right. and, and of that, you bounce back because there is no worse week of studying film than that week where they're just showing you play after play where you look like you just didn't want to be there. Look, this offense stunk when they had Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, when they had Mike Williams, when they yeah. had Keenan Allen. Um, and I look, I don't think this guy has the ability or the players to beat the bills. Yeah. I really don't. But it's Easton stick. I think when I say quit, I'm not talking about like individual guys playing in this game. Isaiah Spiller, by the way, not related to CJ, but love CJ, wore his number like he because yeah. you know his name's Spiller, so he's a player. Texas AM. Ooh, you were gonna say that. I know he's not related. You know, they got Quentin Johnson, they a young guy who had a TCU, big guy. Yeah. I mean, they have he can't catch a ball. But they have guys who are going to go out there to put tape out. I mean, this is what they want to do, right? They want to they want to see if they can play. Texas A&M. Good call. Um, they'll want to play I'm hard. I'm right. But this is a game where I say, get the ball, get down, yep. get a touchdown, get yep. a lead. And then they're going to just be individually playing. But, like, you know, you got to take them out of the game right away. That's the way I look at it. I look at this in a few ways, especially how well the defense has played. I think that can will continue. I also look at this as a game where, and I know this because I have been in the shitty weather the last few weeks. They're going into a dome, or for all intents, for a covered stadium. Yeah, 
in LA. I think this is a game where you get Stefan Diggs in the passing game going again because when they played against the Jets, it's a really good secondary. I know they still had success, but it's still a Jets defense that yeah. for the most part, it's it's a high-level defense. Then he played Philly in an absolute monsoon, and it was tough. They, they still did. Josh was still incredible. Obviously, we know all that. Then he went to Kansas City. Better weather, but in that game, it's still a chief secondary that's really, really good. Yeah. Like, their corner's legit. And then you go and play in another... You didn't need to throw the ball against Dallas. Right. So, so you didn't really get to see it. I think this is the first time we really see Joe Brady dial up a passing game and get something going and, I, and, and to you. build the confidence. Hey, look, you now know you can run the ball. That's great. Also show that Josh Allen can pick a team apart in a dome. A lot of times what teams really want to do, throw early, get a lead, yep. attack, run the ball. I mean, that's the, that's the formula yeah. for many teams to win. And I think that that's what the Bills will do this week. They do have Khalil Mack, who has... 15 sacks this year. He, Absurd. Had, he had six in one game. Absurd. Against the Raiders. I say when the game's over, he he can come back, visit UB, just bring him back. Yeah. And just line him up for the last few weeks. Seriously, wouldn't he want to come come play with the Bills? Yeah. I don't think the league would allow that. Would they allow that? Probably not. Okay. But I wouldn't mind seeing him off that roster. I know he's a contract. I know all about the money. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about the ludicrous suggestion that yes you could bring him back but yeah. he's a guy to watch for right he's Khalil yeah. Mack so that's a guy but this team this team is just not good I I think the Bills win and I think by the end it's a going away win I agree I, I mean I got it like 31 13 Bills yeah it's fair yeah something to that thing okay and now I just want to talk about the playoff scenarios let's go big picture here okay if you're picking right now what are they playing for in Miami the division. Yeah. They're playing for the division title. I, hey, look, if Miami, yeah. I said this, if Miami beats both Dallas and Baltimore, it would be hard to do. Applaud them for the AFC East title. Absolutely. They deserve it. Absolutely. Because that is, that's a tough pair of games, getting Dallas off this brutal loss and then playing Baltimore. In both of those games, it was, the way we always looked at it was, would Miami have anything to play for in that Week 18 game? Obviously, like you said, they win those two games, you tip your cap. They deserve it. You're getting a pissed-off Dallas team, and you're getting a Ravens team that also is trying to still get the number one seed. And if Miami, say Miami loses to Dallas, beats Baltimore, goes into that last week, not only could they win, they could, could be winning to get the one, one seed. seed. Yeah. just It's just the way it maps out the head-to-head -head stuff. So there's so much to map out. Yeah. But Bills take care of business. And it, the truth is, for the division, it they could lose both games. It doesn't make any difference. The Correct. only place it makes a difference is if the game were to end in a tie. If the Miami if, game, if, if Dallas, if Miami were to lose both their games and the Bills win both, and they go into Miami tied, the winner still wins the division. But if the game was tied, I'm talking about the game actually ends in a tie. Miami wins the division. They have a better division record. Whoa. Oh, no, 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 no. I was wrong. I'm Bills wrong. have won head-to-head. -head. That's right. The Bills will win head-to-head. -head. Right? Yeah. So, yes. I, I Like I said, so I know. So, either case plays out for the Bills. So why did I think that? I yes, I was all, right. Forget it because the Bills I have. know all over social media, everybody is calculator guy. I To me, it's like on pace guy. I don't care. Oh, I care about this one. I don't. Because I, I think this is where you look. I think this team can do damage wherever they end up in the playoffs. I agree. 
but it'd be nice to have at least one home game yep. to get it started, right? And then yeah. the possibility of something else. I, you're right. I just look at it and say, I think they're going to. I think the Bills are winning the two. Yeah. I said, I said it back after Philly after the game. Philly. They're going to win. Dallas is going to win. Then they're going to beat Dallas. Yeah. And then they're going to win out. They're going to win out. They're going to Miami. They're going to win that game. So if Miami wants the division, they better win these two because the Bills are coming there yeah. and they're going to win. The AFC is so wide open. Yep. Well, I know there's other paths, but like the division would be huge. But just get in. Yes. Like, 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 like I think it was. I can't remember what week it was that we talked about it. The fact of like the Bills are now in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Like it is. It is just survive and advance through these games. And again, you are facing a lifeless Chargers team. You are facing a Patriots team that is just brutal. And who knows what is happening inside that organization? Bailey Zappi. All these things. It doesn't need to be pretty. I don't care about covering spreads right now. Like, th this is just get the win, get out. You know what's wild about the whole wild card things? It's some things you got to keep in mind. Just keep this in mind. It's hard to even know who to root for. I, A good example is when the Browns play the Bengals later in the year. It could work out better for the Bills. This sounds odd. That is, say they all ended up tied. It starts... If you're two teams in the division, the Bills don't have to worry about that, I guess, unless they were, but they wouldn't be tied for a wild card with right. Miami. It starts in the division. So the first tiebreaker is the Browns and the Bengals, if they were tied for wild card, it's about those two. And then that team goes against the other team in the conference if there's three or more teams. So the reason I bring that up is sometimes we can look and it's pretty simple to say, well, you want this team to win or that team to win. <laughs> I, I don't know. It you we still need an, at least another week yeah. before it starts to clear up. But yeah. I would say this: mark it down. They win all three games. They're they're in the playoffs. Correct. They they're not going to be held out. I do believe that's the case. But I think they're going to be playing for the division. And I think if they get there, Miami knows what's coming. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen against the Dolphins in a big spot, and they're going to win that game. I just want to know what the committee will have his final say and <laughs> oh because I tweet this out. I, I, there's a percentage Snarky of people Catalana. who are just stupid. Yep. Okay. I say, if the bills don't make the playoffs, the committee needs to step in and get Josh Allen in there. Most people got it. Some people are like, why don't you talk about the games that Sean McDermott? I got Amazing. There's no, you know, there's no committee for the NFL. I will say this. What team more deserving or who do you think it gets in? Because it's five teams for three spots if we're if we're talking wild card. So it was looking at it here. So uh so right now the three wild cards are the Browns, Bengals, and the Colts. Okay? Yeah. I can say this the Browns have found a way to get it done. They Joe deserve Flacco. Joe Flacco's elite. Uh unbelievable. They, they they are getting breaks that the Cleveland Browns never get. Yeah. Like <laughs> the play on Sunday. Amazing. The dude was like, throws it up. He's like the meme of the little girl with the football going like this, like, come on. And he throws it right to the Browns. The Bengals, I know a lot of you hate the Bengals. That is a well coached team. They are, they are winning. They are, I mean, come on. They're winning with the Jake Vikings. Browning. just Vikinged. They did, but. Look at what they did against Jacksonville. They got Browning going. And, and now yeah, but that's Jacksonville. Yeah, they're imploding too. 
But Jamar Chase is banged up here. So they're yeah. in there. And give the Colts credit, man. Shane Steichen. I wanted him back in Philly. That dude can call plays. And he's doing it. Um, and they have a relatively easy schedule. Then they got the Texans right now ahead of the Bills. But again, the Texans play the Browns. And they also play the Colts. So all those teams are playing each other. The Bills are out of that mix. Yeah, They're not playing other, quote, playoff teams. Right. So... So we'll see how it maps out at the end. Yeah. But who deserves it out of that group? Honestly, I think I think the Colts do. I agree. Browns, I think the Colts, Colts do. I would say Browns, Colts. And look, you make a case for the Bengals just because they have hung in there without Joe Burrow, yeah. which has really been something. But I think the Bills are catching. You know, it's they have the Chiefs. The Bengals have the Chiefs and the Browns. So again... Yeah. You may be rooting for the Bengals because when the Bills win this division, the Chiefs take a hit. Yeah. And the Bills are ahead of the Chiefs in the uh I just want to see division. Patrick Mahomes play a road playoff. I want to see him play in Buffalo. Yeah. Bring him to Buffalo. They never they've never the, the, played a road they, game. They've never had to yeah. He's never had to do it and they've never had to come to Buffalo. They did. They did once. Once. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. COVID for them. So all right. So I think we've got everything settled. You admitted being wrong. You did not take credit for Terrell Bernard. Um, oh, one last thing we have to settle. Difference between a trap game and a letdown. If you haven't seen the episode, the, the previous video, I'll insert a clip of it here. Ugh. The comments were great. But again, this is part of um, what Jenna and I were talking about yesterday. I, I thought you didn't believe in a letdown spot. I don't believe in trap games. So I don't get the difference between a trap game and a letdown spot. A trap game is you're looking ahead. So it's the game before a trap. So it's like the trap gets you before the game. I think a, a, letdown, a letdown spot is after a big win, you're emotionally let down. You, you, it's I think, hard to get up as no, much I, as they yeah, will. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like the emotional come down. Trap is before a big game, a letdown's after. The same result. To me, a trap game and a letdown game are essentially the same. They happen at different ends of a big game. Do you not? Do you not see how that? I know. I I get what you're saying, but I think you can. She it, doesn't get. It. I do get it. How dare you? I do get <laughs> it. I just think the word is interchangeable. This is a trap game for the Bills, not because they have the Patriots next, but it's a trap game because they're playing Easton, Easton Stick, but, and they have everything on the line. But a trap gets you before something. Like before yeah. a mouse oh, gets a cheese. How, yeah, I yeah I know how. So so, so the cheese <laughs> so the cheese would be the Patriots. The, the Patriots aren't cheese. I get that, but a letdown. It's the this same. Is, this it's... is electric. <laughs> if you understand, comment in. Like a, we're gonna make a T-shirt. We're gonna make we're gonna make more merch. I'm just saying. Trap it's game, the, letdown. It's game. the same thing. You Correct. you talk about it like it's different. The circumstances are different, but the results is the same. Essentially, you are not emotionally invested enough in the game that you're playing. That is correct. So. But it's, it's like a prefix and a suffix. They're, they're at different ends of, of a word. Happy prelated birthday and happy belated birthday. That's a deep cut if anyone gets that. But. I didn't get it. I'll say this was an electric. <laughs> this is what happens. This is, is this, this so is, bad it's good? Because it this, feels really bad. This is, is literally good. what happens like on drives. Yeah, on car rides home. Anyway. I, um, I, think Mike injuries. I think Mike agrees with me, by the way. I think Mike Catalana. He'll be, he'll be the voice of reason. He usually is. One's before and one's after. I know, like, but like, I'm saying it's the same. Correct. It's, you're not. You're, you're not, not emotionally invested enough. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So couldn't they be synonyms? 
It's like saying, oh, like, like breakfast is in the morning, dinner is at, at in the evening. I just, I think that... You're like, well, they're both meals. Like, yeah, they're both meals. <laughs> I think it's so different, though. I don't know. I Correct. See, That's why I, they're different. You're saying they're the same. I... D- I just feel like an emotional a, a letdown spot. Oh, God, we do. All right. Okay. Even Jenna admitted it and slipped up at the end saying they're they're different, which is my whole point. A trap game is when you are looking past an opponent because you're focusing on the next game. And this would be, in this case, so say they were playing the Chargers and then it was the Dolphins the next week. And the week before, when the Bills played the Cowboys, it was just a regular game against... I don't know, Denver, whoever. As I explained it, you're looking at the cheese and you get caught in the trap. You're not looking at the game. You're looking at past it and you get clipped in the trap. Then you have a letdown spot, which they are also in this case, you could say, well, it could be a letdown from the Cowboys game, but they're not like, oh my God, we're, we, we have the Patriots the next week. That's why I say, like, this would have been the rare situation if Miami was the next game after the Chargers, you would have had the potential of both. Yes. Yes. It would have been both. But it's not. It's not. It's not. They are both under the umbrellas of of not being emotionally invested in the game at hand. But there is a big difference of is the game behind you or is the game in front of you? And that is where the big difference is. And that's where Jenna was like, well, they are different. It's like, Yes. It is a distinction with a difference is what we have here. By far the dumbest conversation we have ever had on this Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. And some people, I loved one of the comments was like, love your guys' show. This was really dumb. And it's like, yeah. And we left it in. Like, we had the ability to cut that part out of that video. Jen and I were like, no, we're going to leave that in. And by the way, I think we have to officially say it because there was many comments about it. Jenna was not Not high. high. Not high. Not high. Wasn't high. No. Never been high. Never been high on this channel. It's just just Jenna, you know. By the way, uh, a few weeks ago, it was Jenna and I doing something, and we picked on Dan. And now here at the end, we're picking on Jenna. They pick on me right in front of me. Yeah. Just so you know that, by the way. Yeah. They don't wait. But yeah, Jenna, it's a trap game. Okay. It's a letdown game. This is a letdown game. (laughs) I almost caught myself. It's a letdown game. It's a letdown game. Also, a yeah. uh, bunch of orders coming in on yeah. the buffaloplusstore.com. T-shirts. Uh, we've got these tumbler mugs, hats. Jenna put up some more things, too. So appreciate the orders. It's really cool every time we see that. And Jenna and I were talking about this on the way up. Um, there are moments when nobody wants to know how hard you work. You don't want to brag about it. We've always talked about that. But it is really cool to think that 28,000, almost 29,000 people care about what we have to say. So it is, it is one of those moments, again, we appreciate like, comment, subscribe. We say it all the time because it really helps us, Yeah, uh, helps the channel grow. It's allowed us to have a podcast studio like Look you see that. here now. Like, so it is, again, you're getting to the thankful time of the holiday season. Really appreciate it because this is, it, it doesn't go past us how cool this is, what we have built. I've done this for three and a half decades. It's been the most gratifying, coolest thing I've been able to do. The only issue is... Jenna talks too much. <laughs> You're welcome, Mike. Yes. Jenna talks too much. Right. She does. It's just. And we can never get a word in. Yeah. It's tough. Yep. It's tough. Well, she'll be back with us for the post-game pod. Post-game pod. As we uh, see what happens when the Bills play against the Chargers and keep the season going. We want to wish everyone 
happy holidays, Merry Christmas, however you celebrate. Hope you get to enjoy the game. We'll probably put up that post-game video Christmas Eve morning because the game probably won't end until 1130-ish. Yeah. So if you're looking for, obviously the game is on Peacock. Um, if you're looking for our reaction, we'll probably be put up by the time you wake up Christmas Eve and you're going to go see family, we will have that up. Yeah. Oh, it'll be up way early enough for you before you have to deal with some of the family. Yes. Like, you know, we're all, we're all been there. And instead yeah. of like, you know, people put on like the fireplace, like in the, the video screen, like just put on Buffalo Plus and you guys can all agree. Yes. After a big Bills win and they yeah. keep their playoff hopes alive. Yes. And so we will do that. So eh, probably say six o'clock. Six Eastern. Eastern time. time. Yes. Cause we know you're all over the yes. world. Yep. It is. It's the case. All right. This was fun. We finally got a chance to Seriously. express what we thought. It's a letdown spot. I know. All right. That's going to do it for us. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. For Dan Fates and Jenna Cottrell, I'm Mike Catalana. Thanks for watching the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel presented by Connors and Ferris. Buffalo Plus, your interactive look at the week in football, brought to you by Connors and Ferris.